that's my voice. Uh, you're tuned in to broadcast from the Belfry. A weird noise, weird voice podcast for the morbidly curious. My name's Sanjay. I'm sitting here on a chair. In another state, also sitting on a chair. Maybe a couch. Like a, like I'm a sitting on a futon. Futon? Oh. Yeah. That's Georgia. How are you doing today, yeah. George? I don't want to talk about it. I feel that. It's okay. <laughs> uh, it's sitting been, on a bed? Shit. We'll just put it that way. Okay. Oh, yeah. I forgot your life does suck right now. Uh, <laughs> George's internet is once again just spitting in her mouth any chance possible. Or her internet that's service the, provider. That's literally the least of my worries right now, too. Also, she's pregnant. Eight months. Nope. Nope. She's gonna name the kid after the podcast. Never. So, it's either gonna be named Child Cast from the Womb Free, or... No, it's gonna be called the Spooky Slut. Yep. <laughs> you uh... guys can also vote. It, uh, you can't say <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. If you sign up on Patreon, you can vote. Oh, we have a Patreon now. To uh, name my child. Yeah, do that. Wait, introduce Hope first. <laughs> Hope, I think you're sitting on a bed. Maybe also a futon. Who knows? How are you doing? Neither mm. of those things. A mm. chair. A chair. Um. Nice. <laughs> Furniture. They call this. We podcast have a variety of chairs. it on this podcast. <laughs> not not that much though. Let's dial it back. Whatever you're envisioning, listeners, just two or three steps back. <laughs> not, yeah. Nothing fancy. Uh, no rich people furniture. <laughs> we've got announcements. Yeah, uh, wait. First of all, we have our very first ever Patreon shout-out that goes out to Cindy for being our very first Patreon ever patron person to pay us money to do this. Heck Thanks, yeah. Cindy. Thank Make you. Make Tony send us some ghost stories, please, <laughs> uh, for the love of God. <laughs> in addition to the shout-out, I will tell you a fun fact. It's a berries fact. If you put berries in a bb gun and freeze it gun won't work do you know that because cindy told you i'm struggling to find the correlation here it's just a fun fact oh, okay speaking of patreon review cast episode one is up and waiting for you to subscribe and by the time this episode goes live reverse cast episode one will also be live so that's cool we didn't do much social media bonuses this past week since we didn't have a new episode to actually post about because um, we had a lot of scheduling conflicts and also uh, pretty much anything that could go wrong in our house in the last month has gone wrong. So um, the state of Illinois last week, does not I believe just, in Yeah, I just cried a lot last week. That was pretty much it. Um, <laughs> that's why there was no episode last week. <laughs> She was too dehydrated from the crying to speak in a podcast episode. Like, at one point, I just got up and sat on the floor and started crying. I was, like, in the middle of walking. I got up to go to the other room, and then I just stopped and sat this on the floor. This is too much. Can't do cry. <laughs> Gonna do it. Um, yeah, so that was that. Do we have any other announcements? Um, Patreon exists. Please do that. I'll love you forever. I'll tell you a fun fact. 
maybe. Um, we uh, send us your listener stories. Oh yeah, send us your listener stories. If you have a spooky occurrence that's happened, maybe something true crime, or yep. maybe something else. Yeah, please send it to us. Yep. It'd be really cool. And aliens, we'll cryptids, aliens. ghosts. Uh, ghosts, ghouls, or no. What's that? For? What's the opening line? Are you related or... to a murderer? Tell us about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, Caleb is. I should ask him. Um, Giorgio, what do I sound like today? Oh my god, okay. You might say that tonight we're taking what we can and giving nothing back. Do you know what we're talking about? I have another hint. If... The Louisiana Purchase. Nope. Tonight's episode is also inspired by my favorite episode of Spongebob. Is that the hint? There's so many episodes. <laughs> this is another hint. It doesn't fit over my headphones. Oh, George is putting on a hat. I thought it was a cowboy hat. It's the it's Flying Dutchman's hat. hat. It's a fucking cow- or pirate cow. Jesus Christ. It's a pirate hat. It's the Flying Dutchman. The so, fact that I was so excited about this should have told you everything. That's yeah. true. I'm disappointed yeah. in you. You said bootstrap earlier and she yeah. said it was related and you didn't get it. I, yeah. Cowboys wear boots. I don't need- <laughs> Bootstrap Bill! Bill! Oh, just Who is that? Headphones. Will Turner's dad. Oh, yeah. It's been a while. So, uh, yeah, you have a pirate accent because we're talking about the legend of the Flying Dutchman. Yarg, let's, let's sail on the seven seas. I'm ready. Yarg. If anyone lives under a rock, much like how Patrick lives in Spongebob, the Flying Dutchman is a European maritime legend of a phantom ship with a cursed crew doomed to never make port and sail the seas for all eternity. You know, I love a good maritime legend. We can talk about poop decks again. <laughs> That's actually what this is. We just didn't discuss it enough before. <laughs> we need a podcast to Electric Poopaloo. <laughs> electric Poopaloo. Uh, okay. So, some have described it as glowing with some ghostly light, and it was known to be the worst possible omen you could experience at sea. Some versions of the legend said that if letters or messages were given by crew members of the Flying Dutchman addressed to their long-dead families, accepting them would bring misfortune upon your own ship. It's usually depicted as a schooner at full sail. So I looked up what a schooner was, just to be sure, because I know we have a lot of nautical experts that it's tune in. It's a small in. boat. It's like the side Technically, boat. it's not. A schooner is any sailing vessel with two masts, typically with the foremost smaller than the main mast, and then the way that the masts are rigged is also relevant. But that got into a lot of technical terminology that just sounded confusing for our purposes. But I would argue that I would argue that the Black Pearl is a schooner. They're not necessarily small. They can have up to seven masts, which that's a pretty big boat if it has seven masts. Or the really small masts. They're normal size masts. Okay, whatever. <laughs> there is some uncertainty as to whether the name of uh, the name Flying Dutchman referred to the ship or the captain. 
Most people use the name to refer to the ship. The Flying Dutchman first appeared in print in 1790 in something called, this is a really short title, Travels in Various Parts of Europe, Asia, and Africa During a Series of 30 Years andUghwards. That font must have been so small. There's no way you could fit that in, like, size 16. (laughs) It says... The weather was so stormy that the sailors said they saw the Flying Dutchman. The common story is that this Dutchman came to the Cape in distress of weather and wanted to get into harbor, but could not get a pilot to conduct her and was lost, and that ever since in very bad weather her vision appeared. And then the second appearance was in 1795, which was pretty much the same story, but it added that the it was most often heard from sailors who were prone to superstition, and then in 1803, its third appearance says, It is a common superstition of mariners that in the high southern latitudes on the coast of Africa, hurricanes are frequently ushered in by the appearance of a specter ship denom- denominated the Flying Dutchman. The crew of this vessel are supposed to have been guilty of some dreadful crime in the infancy of navigation and to have been stricken with pestilence and are ordered. Nope ordained still to traverse the ocean on which they perished till the period of their penance expires. This is actually making me want to watch Pirates of the Caribbean again. Like, pretty bad. We're only, like, ten minutes in. I definitely watched it this afternoon while I was writing my notes. (laughs) Good. I got so excited when you sent me a Snapchat, and I saw a very small frame that was clearly Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I know you would do what it was. Yes. It's only... One of the best movie series of all times that everyone should treasure. Uh, I didn't even mean to make a pirate joke there with the treasure. <laughs> it just happened. No, that's where that was going. It's okay. Nothing else. We're just making sure that much like your this... coins. You keep, uh, I made pipes. this map to reference that I just sent to the group chat to just that'll help here in a minute. Okay. Oh. There are Two main origin stories that date to the 17th century, but they each have variations, if that makes sense. It's like two main stories, slight differences in how they're told. They all center around the Cape of Good Hope, which as is it's the very southern tip of Africa on the west side. And it's this little hook kind of peninsula. And it apparently used to be known as the Cape of Storms, which is a way cooler name. Uh, but this was a common route from Europe to Africa, especially for like trade vessels. So the most popular origin story is about a guy named Captain Hendrik Vanderdecken, which in my notes I affectionately abbreviated as Captain VD. I didn't do that on purpose, and then I read it back and I was like, that's nope. But I liked it, so... Some say he was mad, maybe because he had VD. Some say it was the hooch. Some say it was pride, and even others say it was ooh, satanic activities that he practiced aboard his ship. Either way, the gist of the story goes that they were returning to Amsterdam, and the captain decided that they were going to make port on the Cape before they got hit with bad weather. But the storm hit earlier than he anticipated as they rounded the cape and his sailors argued that they should turn around because they were in danger of capsizing but he ordered them to continue forward even if 
it meant that he sailed, quote, until doomsday. Another variation of this story is that this group of particularly argumentative sailors had a leader who the captain killed, threw his body overboard. As it hit the water, the ship itself spoke to the captain about his decision to continue on, and Captain VD replied that he will be attempting to reach his destination until Judgment Day. I wonder when he thought that was. Like, maybe he just meant to say, like, Tuesday. He accidentally said Doomsday. Tuesday. And he's just like, fuck, I gotta commit now. Well, regardless, it said that the devil heard his oath and stuck it to him, condemning the ship and its crew to sail for eternity, unable to pass any harbor. And their salvation could only come if only if the captain could find his one true love who swore fidelity to him, the catch being that he can only make port once every seven years to find his love, which might sound familiar, you might think. So we'll come back to that. And as great as an origin story as any of that is, there don't seem to be any records of Captain VD ever existing. There was a fictional work called The Phantom Ship that came out in the 1800s, and the captain in that story was named Captain Vanderdecken, so that's likely where it came from, but he was never a real guy, so that's kind of disappointing. But this version of the story is... Um, what Wagner's opera about the Flying Dutchman is based on, and that came out in the 1840s, I think. Um, fun fact. There was, however, a real guy named Captain Bernard Folk, or Falkenberg, Berg, Falkenberg, Jesus. Um, I think most sources call him Captain Folk, but he was a real guy who sailed for the Dutch East India Company. And it's probably important to remember that the 1600s were the golden age of Dutch maritime power, according to Wikipedia. And the Dutch East India Company was a pretty big deal for trade at the time. So Captain Folk, golden age of Dutch maritime, he had a reputation for being a really fast sailor. It took him only three months to get from Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Indonesia, which I guess was a really fast thing at the time like yeah. that was impressive I don't know it didn't say anywhere I don't even know how long it would take today to sail it <laughs> but um, he sailed it really fast fast enough that people started believing he had traded his soul for speed during a game of dice with the devil and that he continues to play for his soul while they're sailing forever nice yeah. And in real life, I think he was actually lost at sea somewhere around the Cape, probably in a storm. So there's that. This story, or this version of the story, inspired The Rime of the Ancient Mariner by Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Are you familiar with that? It's like a um, poetic, I don't know, it's a poem thing from, he wrote it. In 1798, I had to read it in my British Lit class um, that I took for my like advanced English class. It's about this guy who gets really fucked up at sea, basically. Um, someone on his ship killed an albatross that was following them. And like albatrosses are supposed to be good luck, so killing one was the opposite. 
really bad luck and a bunch of bad stuff happens. He's the only survivor, I think, and the ship passes another vessel at one point and he sees a death, the personification of death and the personification of life in death on board and they're out playing dice to see which of them will get the mariner's soul. <laughs> so, super metal. Is this also a subplot of Pirates of the Caribbean? I feel like there's some dice, like some bone dice. Um, I mean, they probably, they've taken so many aspects of superstition from other stories and legends, so it probably is just a generic kind of pirate maritime theme. Do you reference prestige worldwide at any point during this? No. Okay, just curious. Am I supposed to? I mean... Are you going to? I will not talk about the song Boats and Hoes from Step Brothers. Okay. No. What about... Anymore. Uh... <laughs> I'm on a boat by the Lonely Island, 2008. Yeah. That's what I was no. thinking, but then I got distracted by a hot dog. I would never reference that song, even if Keith and T-Pain were the two people on the boat. Nope. <laughs> so this version also inspired Sir Walter Scott, who we talked about in episode 44 about Headless Legends. He was the one who translated The Wild Huntsman and probably inspired Washington Irving to write The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, if you remember that a little bit. He wrote this poem called Rokeby. I think it was before Washington Irving came to visit and all that, but it was about a murder committed on a ship and then a plague breaks out, so all the ports are closed off to it because they don't want to let the plague into their town, which we also talked about when we talked about Pavelia and when we talked about the plague. So that's two episodes right there. Damn, this is I just told a... you this episode was coming full circle. Yeah, I didn't know we had circles to close, but we're dingity-dang yeah. doing it. Poop decks, headless people. Plague. Checking them all off. Andy so, Samberg. Best episode. <laughs> Just yes. us talking about Andy Samberg. Walter Scott wrote in this poem that the Flying Dutchman was originally a vessel loaded by great wealth on board which some horrid act of murder and piracy had been committed. So that's cool. And now we're going to talk about some of the more well-known sightings. Have you seen The Flying Dutchman? No. No, that sucks. Alright. In the 1600s, there was a sighting off the Cape during stormy weather. It looked like the ship was caught in a storm, and it was about to crash into the rocks, but then it vanished into the darkness. The end. Or a cave. Like, that's also just an option, right? That's some Scooby-Doo shit. Yeah, I think that literally happens in an episode of Scooby-Doo. Like, no, they can't figure out. Don't talk about that yet. Okay. <laughs> in 1835, a British vessel almost collided with the ghost ship on a stormy night. It was described as being under full sail, and then it suddenly vanished again. One of the most famous reports is from 1881, when the Flying Dutchman was sighted by another British Royal Navy vessel with Prince George 
who was later King George V, and his older brother, Prince Albert Victor, on board. Royal family fun facts, Albert Victor died of pneumonia a few years after this, uh, leaving the second in line to become king. And George was the grandson of Queen Victoria and the grandfather of Queen Elizabeth. Mm, that's a spicy family line. So, yeah. If by spicy you mean incestuous, then sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was also succeeded by Edward VIII, who ruled for less than a year because he abdicated the throne to marry an American divorcee, and it was one of the biggest scandals in British royal family history. Mm, abdicated is when you open a gem. Yep. Anyway, so it was one of the two of them, uh, Prince George or Prince Albert Victor. No one really knows. Uh, but one of them wrote about it in their journal or whatever. And the, the entry says, July 11th at 4 a.m., the Flying Dutchman crossed our bows. A strange red light as of a phantom ship all aglow in the midst of which light... Bleh. In the midst of which light the masts, spars, and sails of a brig 200 yards distant stood out in strong relief as she came upon the port bow, when also the officer of the watch from the bridge clearly forward at once to the forecastle. This doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> on arriving, there was no vestige nor any sign whatsoever of any material ship was to be seen, either near or right away to the horizon, the night being clear and calm. Three persons altogether saw her. At 10.45 a.m., the ordinary seaman, like, nice. who's he to call him an ordinary seaman? Yeah. <laughs> who had the morning, who had in the morning reported the Flying Dutchman fell from the floor top mass cross trees onto the top gallant forecastle and was smashed to atoms. That's so super the, dramatic. Like, unnecessarily. First, yeah. Basically, the first dude who spotted, allegedly, the Flying Dutchman fell off the top thing like in that uh, Dropkick Murphy song and then he I've, died I've never listened from... to Dropkick Murphy's intentionally ever well that's sad for you mm -hmm. so that shanties. damn it I was gonna look up shanties for this and I forgot oh well um, but anyway this guy dying did not really help the rumors about the curse of seeing the flying dutchman in 1939, people on a beach at Cape Town reported seeing the ship sailing towards the shore at full sail and then disappearing. The latest sighting was in 1942. <laughs> so, really current. Uh, it was during World War II. A submarine, a German submarine sighted the Flying Dutchman during a voyage east of the Suez Canal. And no one has seen it since. What does it mean? Does it mean that the world ended in 1942? Maybe. Is that when we like did the thing where we entered the alternate reality where the Berenstain Bears are the Berenstain Bears and the Statue of Liberty is different and all that shit? No, but maybe I should talk. We should maybe talk about that. Just Mandela effect. Yeah, mm. I would be okay talking about it. I don't know how excited I would be about researching it. I would probably do it then. I love okay. that. I love the Mandela effect because I'm reverse cast future episode. <laughs> but no, uh, 1942. That's probably when did the first uh, atomic bomb go off? 
I think it was after that because that was towards the end of 45. No. Not the end of World War II. Um, thinking, like, technically it's possible that when the bomb went off, it actually did, like, throw us into another timeline, which would be pretty cool. Oh, I thought you were going to say it blew up and destroyed the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> no, like, that's what it took. You just like, <laughs> are there be a rock, but not, no rock be stronger than the Flying Dutchman. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> our uh, fuck. Returning to the Age of Piracy, this was actually a real issue because pirates would take advantage of the legend and people being superstitious about it, and they'd dress their ships up to look like ghost ships in order to get close enough to their target, and by the time the like victim ship realized it wasn't actually a ghost ship, it was too late for them to get away or do anything about it to save themselves. So, really? smart. But, but maybe now they ghost. Everyone's ghost. Yep. This is how Danny Phantom started. Danny Phantom is the Flying Dutchman. You heard it here first. Uh, we're going to talk about science real quick. There's a thing called Fata Morgana, which is basically a fancy term for a super mirage that appears when light refracts and bends through different temperatures of light. Um, kind of how the road looks shimmery on a hot day mm -hmm. but that happens at sea it can ha happen on land at sea in the desert it can happen wherever um and so it seems that ships are beyond the horizon because of the way the light bends around the curve of the earth sometimes it can also produce a reflection of your own ship in the distance so it looks like you're seeing a different ship um and sometimes that ship might even look like it's floating above the horizon, depending on how the light is reflect refracting. And this is also used as an explanation for UFO sightings sometimes. And that explains why when the ship who thinks they see the Flying Dutchman gets to the point in the ocean where they thought they saw it, there's nothing there because there never anything there there never was anything there. They were looking at themselves. So, they were yeah. The, they were the ghost. Yeah, they were. Uh... Hosts of their sense. future, kind of. Kind of, like they. Ooh, time travely. You can only time travel on the water. That's it. That's why dolphins are so smart. They're from the future. <laughs> they just went back to the past through the waves. The waves of time space. It's not a fabric. It's waves. Oh, and then any deaths associated with seeing the Flying Dutchman, if you're using this mirage explanation could be bad luck they could be psychosomatic or they could be like things that you kind of manifested yourself from being scared so like you know you're scared you don't have your wits about you and you aren't making rational decisions or you're not thinking clearly or and then you fall off the top sail or you know whatever crash the ship into a rock or something stupid. Is that what actually what happened with the Titanic? <laughs> the iceberg was a mirage? <laughs> oh, they saw the ghost ship and drove into the mirage, or drove into yeah. the iceberg. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe. Someone should write that story. <laughs> Already done. I have 20 pages of the fanfic. <laughs> if anyone Good. wants it, 
ask for, ask for the link in the DMs. I got you. It is Good. very smutty. It is not PG. It you can barely read it without crying oh. in a bad is way. It like though. that Mothman fanfic that yeah. you read, but we haven't posted yet. It's yep. That's a thing <laughs> that exists, guys. So at some point, you get to hear me reading Mothman fanfiction. Mothman fiction, if you will. So yeah. Moth fa- moth fan? Is that what you said? No, moth. Oh, yeah. What did I just? I said moth. moth. I thought you said moth man fiction, and I said moth fan fiction. No, I definitely said moth man mansion man mansion mansion. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Speaking of, this is going to be a great place to take a break. I think. So we're gonna plug a promo here for our friends over at A Little Bit Grim. If you like the stuff we talk about, you'll like the stuff they talk about. And then we'll do Sanjay's segment, and then we'll talk about the absence of Davy Jones and all this and get into some pop culture. Yeah, we'll be back soon. Enjoy this little aside. That is my best friend Jenny over there on that side of the table. Hi, that's my lifelong best friend Taylor. Are you into ghosts, aliens, or murder? If you are, you are among friends because we love talking about terrible things too. It's why we started our podcast, A Little Bit Grim. Where we would talk about the paranormal, true crime, folklore, conspiracies, cults, disasters, and every other heinous thing that could happen to a person. It's a little bit spooky with a little bit of comedy mixed in. Honestly, it's all just a little bit grim. And you can find us wherever you stream your favorite podcasts. And you can find us on all social media platforms by searching for A Little Bit Grim. We'll see you there. Goodbye. What do you got this week? One of my cats is playing with something outside of the door. Oh, I just figured it was another ghost. No, don't say that. To join the ooh ghost from earlier. <laughs> Today, if you want to hear a ghost in Sanjay's house, you should sign up on Patreon. <laughs> uh, so last night I went to a PowerPoint party and learned a lot of things. I learned about soybeans, like or new stuff in general. It was cool. Okay. Uh, and it inspired me. We're talking about veggies. Mm. We're. Okay. Why do you say? Why are you saying it like that? I I like vegetables. Okay. Is that is that what that was? It, you, yeah. The tone and the look in your eyes is that you don't think I know what a vegetable is. Like I know what they are. Like they're not cryptids. No, that was more of a vegetables are meat, and That's vegetables true. are good, but sometimes I just really want a steak. <laughs> But also, I really miss broccoli, because that's, like, my favorite vegetable, and Stu hates it, so it's never in my house anymore. And that makes me sad. Just to make him, it, make me, make him eat it. Make him eat it. <laughs> he will not. I just forgot how to speak English for a second, and it was really <laughs> rough. I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. To make it relevant to current events, you sound like Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> So, three truths and two truths and a lie. Three facts. One of yep. these veggies is not going to be real. Who knows okay. which one? I don't. Well, I randomize I mean, probably. Them. Probably, not, no, I no. guess. 
Alright, so Canyon Squash, Sunchokes, or Fiddleheads. Sunchokes me. No, go to church. Read, a, read the I Bible. Went I went outside two days ago for like an hour. <sighs> so Canyon Squash are originally from Thailand. They have a very potent scent that is slightly nutty. However, they taste a little bit sour. Gross. Sunchokes are a derivative of sunflowers, and they are commonly known as a Jerusalem artichoke. That sounds nice. Fiddleheads are the super spicy, not heat-wise, just DiGiorno-wise, leaves of young ferns that have not unfolded. Someone would eat that. Some fucking gastro guy would be like, chop, chop, chop. This looks like a pepper or some shit. No, it's like veal, but plants. Baby plants. Canyon squash. Fiddleheads. This is not the order I said this before. Nope. Or sunchokes. Canyon squash. Sunchokes. Fiddleheads. I'm gonna go with the last one for now, despite what I just said. The fiddleheads? Yep. Maybe your explanations will change my mind because they have before. So, with the Kenyan squash, there are also 30 different derivatives of them. However, only nine of which are actually edible. And this was as of 1987. Now we are up to. Wait, no, that's a lie. I'm sorry, I lied. Ignore that. <laughs> There are 30... I don't know what that word means. I need to go to plant school again. Ooh, never mind. Okay, so there's 30 specific variants of canyon squash. The family directly above it has over 300 varieties in Thailand and 100 in Malaysia. This number is as of 1987, however. Okay. Oh, and they're really high in vitamin B and vitamin A. Whatever. The sunchokes look like ginger root, but are a lot softer. They are very, very high in iron, and they promote digestive health. Good. And fiddleheads are high in beta-carotene, which is good for antioxidant things, and they are commonly incorporated into pastas, stir-fries, and are tightly wound. Um... I'm changing my answer to number one just because you yelled, I lied a bunch. <laughs> Is that your While final you're... answer? Yes. You are very correct. So I actually wrote my notes this way and then copied one part above another one. <laughs> so I started saying what I remembered and I was wrong. So that was actually the durian that I was describing. The oh. durian. Not to be confused with the... Don't lick me. I'm not. Don't be gross. Don't be weird. We're recording. Okay? We're making art. She's fine. Not to be confused with the Chayota squash, which is actually in the same family as zucchinis. So... Oh, yum. It's a little bit of a I want to try both of those. 
You should. The um the Durian actually is supposed to be or it was slated I've to heard be. Of, I've heard of dur is it like durian fruit? Is that what it's called? Mm. Yeah. I've heard of that before. Yeah, you can get them some places in the United States, and they're supposed to be like a very good vegan substitute for meat. So that's really cool. And the Toyota squash is just real cool. And yeah, I think I think it looks sweet and it sounds awesome. And it's also very high in a few of the same um, things, like very high in BE. I know I did this like stuff. Well, I'm gonna keep talking about Instagram accounts that I follow. Um mm -hmm. Hey, I'm right here. You can calm down. I follow this one account called it's called Gastro Obscura. And they always mm -hmm. post like weird produce weird food trends in like other countries and i've seen a lot of stuff that i want to try on that account so highly recommend and sometimes i post recipes and stuff too or like links to recipes if you want to try something at home but i uh, highly recommend following it if you're into weird food heck yeah dude let's branch out everyone go eat a, go eat a vegetable also forgot to say this <laughs> at the top of uh, the segment yeah, the uh, PowerPoint that specifically inspired me was regarding the person that made the hormones for HRT like commonly nice. acceptable or or commonly available. He single-handedly drove how much was it? He drove the price for a gram of progesterone from $4,000 to $40. Dang. In his lifetime. With vegetables? With soybeans, yep. So specifically soybeans. Um, before that, okay. you would have to extract the hormones from the spines of animals. So he was doing what equates to, or he was making what equates to over half a million dollars in hormones. Um, and in the same time frame, you could only get like a couple milligrams of the actual organic yeah. hormone from spines. So yeah, he's really cool uh his daughter's still around he's a black dude who is was fluent in german because he went there to, went to vienna to get his phd in between the nice. world wars super super interesting nice. i'll actually just post like a wikipedia link below because yeah. holy shit like this dude's incredible so, that's yeah. really cool vegetables ironically can be cool. our um soy is like really bad for people with PCOS to consume because of its like hormonal yep. <laughs> effects. So um yeah, when I'm actually trying to be careful about not being pre diabetic, I am pretty conscious of Soy is whack, that's what I'm taking from this. Soy's not whack. Soy does great things. Soy also... is whack in many ways and some of them are good. Yeah, you can make the bean soup that this dude invented, put out fires on oil rigs, he would have gotten a thing. I do really uh, like... Thing. What's the thing I would really like get? some edamame. I'm not gonna lie, but some edamame. Same. Maybe I... No, I can't. It's 10 o'clock. I can't get edamame. God, I want crab rangoon. I've been wanting crab rangoon for like a month now. I'll ship you some from Hunan. All the grease okay. will just like make sure it's preserved. Gross. What else do you have for me? What are we gonna learn? Well, you might be thinking, 
that none of those origin stories are about Davy Jones. And that's tragic. Because Disney made that shit up. I mean, I hear he's got a pretty sweet locker. Well, David Jones was a real guy. A pirate. But historians are all like, he was not popular enough to become this <laughs> legend that is associated with this locker. No you way. Me? Are you telling me because he didn't play football, he can't be a good ghost pirate? Fuck off. No, he it's can do like whatever Black he wants Blackbeard to. or Captain Morgan that has this like infamous pirate legacy, you know? He's not cool enough. No, but David Jones' locker is a thing. It's a place. Okay, but there are also variations of the origins of Davy Jones and his locker. Um, so... Davy Jones' locker being an idiom for the seafloor, where all the people and things lost at sea will end up, as well as a way for sailors to refer to the afterlife. And the first reference goes back to the 18th century, when it was popularized as nautical superstition. Yeah, sometimes you have to, man. Um, So, Davy Jones was referred to as the sailor's devil, or as some kind of evil sea god. There's also this legend of a guy named Davy Jones who owned a pub and he would get patrons drunk and imprison them in his locker, whatever that is, like a meat locker or maybe had a little cell or, you know, something like that, whatever. Then he would sell drunk people the next day to ship owners as slaves. (laughs) Good guy, Davy Jones, good guy, the pub owner. So he basically shanghaied them, which is like a whole other thing in itself. And that is also the name of my favorite Spongebob episode, by the way. Shanghaied. We can come back to that, don't worry. Good, because I have almost that entire episode memorized. It's one of like the five best episodes of Spongebob. That is hands down my most favorite episode of Spongebob. (laughs) So anyway, the pub goes bankrupt and Davy Jones... What are you doing? Georgia just leaned over to talk to Stu. He walked up wearing no pants, but he was wearing two shirts. One shirt as quote-unquote pants, and one very, very tight shirt, maybe a youth medium, as a shirt up top. Oh no. She's confused. not even get that over his head. I'm intrigued. No, I just always think that when the dog snuggles with me instead of him, that she, like, wants something. Because they're pathetic together. They love each other more than either of them loves me. It's his dog. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's why I get weirded out when she snuggles with me. <laughs> so anyway, okay. The pub goes bankrupt. Davy Jones decides he's going to steal a ship. So he does. And he sails the Atlantic, capturing other ships, decapitating most of the people on board. But sometimes he would just lock some of the people up in like the brig or whatever and then sink the ship so they drowned i mean that's pretty sick i like that yeah i've had um a D premise that oh fuck uh hope's main group uh it's for them i've had a monster in my head forever it, it involves that and i think it's really cool that's nice. just me though <laughs> Yeah, there are other theories about the origins, but that's the cool one, so that's the one I decided to talk about. He is also referenced in literature pretty early on, uh, still in the 18th century, by Daniel Defoe in 1726. Washington Irving, coming back again in 1824. Our boy Edgar Allan Poe in 1835. 
uh, Herman Melville in 1851, that's Moby Dick, uh, Charles Dickens in 1858, and Robert Louis Stevenson in 1883, Treasure Island, obviously. Obviously. Yeah. And then, without further ado, we have Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean, who takes on a lot of the standard tropes of the Flying Dutchman legend, like I talked about earlier, particularly the part about not being able to return to land for a period of time. So we have Octopus JV... JV? <laughs> JV Dones. JV, JV Dones. We have Octopus Davy Jones captaining the Flying Dutchman, which was a task given to him by Calypso. I don't, rem- I don't know how well you remember this plot, because you apparently can't distinguish the three plots from each other. Okay, so. that's a whole other quick abbreviation for, yeah, each of those four movies. Like, yeah, um, actually, there I'm yeah. talking, I, how dare I was you? referring to the, the original trilogy. Oh, gee. Okay, so, like, like, 80 years ago, I was trying to remember, like, the plot of the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Could not do it. I kept combining, like, the first and second movie, and was having a really hard time, like, delineating them. And Hope was a die-hard Pirates fan. Like, die-hard. And I was like, I don't think anyone that's not, like, a Pirates fanboy would know. Like, the they're good movies, but the plots for the first two you just, just like, to... blend together no, a lot. they don't. You just have to think about the name. The Curse of the Black Pearl. That's, like, one story about Aztec gold. Then there's Dead Man's Chest. That's all about Davy Jones and his heart. Where's his heart at? Gotta find it. With his family. Moral of no, the story. it's not. We're yes, gonna talk is. about that. Uh, okay. But yeah, so that's what that was. That's the thing that was referenced just now, and it's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Calypso. Calypso. Goddess of the sea. She's like, hey. That's her big provocative. Uh. <laughs> Hey, hey, Davy! You should. Um, she basically tells him to be a psychopomp, right, to guide the souls of those lost at sea. And she says, because he's in love with her, she says, after ten years, they'll be united when he can once again return to land. But that bitch wasn't there because she's basically the sea, and the sea therefore cannot be tied down to anything or anyone. And Davy's all pissed off, and he goes to the pirate council, and they bind her to human form. And then he feels guilty about it. Ew, get the fuck out. The Pirate feels... Council? There's just a bunch of, yes. like, really magic Johnny Depps. So slightly more magic. You know, homie's magic AF. Justice for Johnny Depp. Let's kill Amber Heard. Don't kill Amber Heard. That won't free Johnny 2021. Kill, but... kill her career. Kill her career. Yeah, kill her career. Yes, literally murder Amber Heard's career. Mm-mm, nope. Region. I don't care everywhere now. Okay, so yeah, the pirate council. The pirate council is a thing. That's like where the pieces of eight come from. Did you, I feel like you just didn't pay attention in these movies? I haven't watched them in like fifteen years. My brain Whatever. is filled with so much other dumb stuff that well, I literally can't like OCD eight slash ADHD latch onto something that could be real. No. I know I haven't watched them in a really long time because I, um, when I was watching Curse of the Black Pearl today, 
I looked at Stu and I was like, is that fucking Gamora? Like, I didn't even realize that she was the pirate, the chick pirate. Yes. The coolest one. Uh, one of my exes hated Kira Knightley. Hated her. And whenever I asked, like, what's your beef? Is it because she, she had a secretly had a crush on her? I think so. Yes. Good for her. Uh, speak your truth. Everyone should have a crush happens. on Kira Knightley. But no, she said it was because of the way she says fire once she's, like, sending cannon fire off. She says foila, kind of. And apparently that pissed off my ex so much that it ruined Kira Knightley as a person. She would fist fight Kira Knightley because what she has fuck? a thick accent. <laughs> uh... If you don't have a crush on Keira Knightley from Pirates of the Caribbean, then once you watch King Arthur, you should definitely have a crush on Keira Knightley. Keira Knightley! Um, yeah. I'm glad you finally brought that up. You mentioned Lonely Island before we started talking about pirates, and you didn't mention it at all during this. <laughs> it's literally been in my head the whole time. I've been trying not to sing it. <laughs> You already know I added the picture of Michael Bolton just dressed as Jack Sparrow to this like <laughs> post. We hadn't talked about it, but I knew we were going to. Oh yeah, Michael Bolton is a major cinephile. You complete me. So anyway, the Pirate Council get together. I feel like I think what? Uh, hope, hope, hope. What is the council? Is it of eight or nine? This might be the first time ever that George is wrong. Everybody get ready. I just said the Pirate Council. No, you said of pieces of eight before, though. George is gonna eat shit. Don't they George's have pieces of eight? George is gonna eat shit. George is gonna eat shit. Like, there's nine of them, it. but they have pieces of eight? I'm pretty sure that's correct, but Damn I'm it. looking it up. <laughs> that's what this it's podcast really is. Because that's, like, the irony. You know, like, there's yeah, not eight there's of them. there's nine pieces of eight. Yeah, what? suck it. Is it because it's like an eighth what, of what's something? What's such a long scene in the movie? We... What is wrong with you? I I just told you my there's, brain is there's so. There's nine full. of them, and they each have a piece of eight. Yeah, is an eight like a term for something else? It's like a coin, I think, or uh, I think, and they just have like, don't they just have different tokens? Like, Jax is one of his like beaded things from his hair. Yeah, and then the the guy's wooden eyeball. Yeah, the wooden eye. They each have, like, different tokens. I'm definitely gonna watch this movie this weekend. This is, this is blowing my, Hold on. my freaking mind. Hold on. Pause. While this is paused, DMX just died. What? Wait, you know he overdosed this weekend, right? No, I saw that something happened, but I didn't know that it was, like, that bad. Yeah, he overdosed and has been brain dead since Sunday. No. He just died. Uh, I would like to, on this podcast, this part will probably cut out, um, pour one out vocally for DMX. Excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> May you he said he's peace. really passionate about Pirates of the Caribbean and that he really likes it. Oh, that makes sense. Tell him that anytime he wants to talk about it, message me. I am open. 
for all pirate conversation. She's Hope so anytime you want to nerd out, she's open to it. I'm also going to assume that stays true for the Snyder Cut, too, since you finally watched that. Heck yes. And he keeps trying to talk to me about it, and I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, okay. The Pirate Council. <laughs> uh, Davy Jones helps the Pirate Council bind Calypso to a human form to, like, contain her, right? And then he feels all guilty about it. That's when he rips his heart out and put it in a chest and then keeps the key in his tentacles. And he neglects his psychopomp duties. He stops guiding souls, starts attacking ships and recruiting sailors to basically by sparing them from death if they serve on a ship for a hundred years. Um, and then they start to look like SeaWorld because the curse, there's like the curse is put upon the ship and the crew for them abandoning their their purpose. They have a new purpose now. They change careers. So, they want to be accountants. So basically, they took elements from like the Flying Dutchman stories and other, you know, bits and pieces and just combined them together to make their own Flying Dutchman story. I do want to point out, okay, first of all, I have a very important question. Before I ask it, I will say Pirates of the Caribbean has one of my all-time favorite scores ever. Like, nothing gets me pumped like the Pirates of the Caribbean soundtrack. I don't remember it. I'm very positive. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I think the entire Pirates of the Caribbean, like, original trilogy score is what made me graduate college it's so good i will elaborate on that that's what i always listened to when i was studying no, yeah no I, elaboration <laughs> just like I, hope as a youth heard that soundtrack and was like i need higher education if i can't sail the know, high seas um what i was listening to when i was studying and i needed to get like amped up about it was um you know, in the first episode with Matt Smith as the doctor and his, like, kind of theme music starts playing at the end when he goes up to the roof and, like, confronts the eye? Mm-hmm. Yes. That was what I always listened to when I needed to get pumped up <laughs> when I was studying. Same. The Same. Matt, Smith's theme, Matt Smith's doctor theme music. But I also like David Tennant's actual, like, the actual theme song. I liked David Tennant's the best. Yeah, but like Matt Smith just has that really magical like everything. Oh, that's why that like just that music when he's doing something badass was always so dramatic and really really got me. Anyway, so which is a better curse, the Black Pearl or the Flying Dutchman? Flying Dutchman. I guess I didn't really define the parameters of better, but... No, you did not. You know, take, I went on cool Take factor. that as you will. <laughs> cool factor? All right. I mean, the Black Pearl's curse is easier to get out of. Yeah, that's not cool. I also would rather have that one because it just makes it so you can't die. Yeah. Not mm. never go back to land. Yeah. Plus, you can say cool things like, as you step into the moonlight, be like, you best start believing in ghost stories, Missy. You're, <laughs> You're in one. <laughs> I forgot uh, about that line. 
Yeah, I forgot. I haven't watched that movie in a really long time. Like, at least five years. I don't think I've watched it until today. And I watched I, it, like, two weeks ago, so it's especially fresh. But, like, I still... As the movie was unfolding in front of me, I was, like, saying all the lines in my head, and I was like, oh, yeah, I watched this movie way... I also went to my high school mascot was the Pirates, and so when Pirates of the Caribbean came out when I was in high school, it was, like, a huge deal, and then by my senior year, we had a guy who had, like, full-blown, hardcore Jack Sparrow costume, and at football games, he would take the Jolly Roger and run up and down the sidelines of the football games. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of pirate tropes at my school. So, do you know what I learned during this episode? That there's what? a Disneyland in Shanghai, which I think I kind of knew, but like didn't really know. Wait, I I said what over you saying your fact? No, Can you say it again? There's a, there's a Disneyland in Shanghai. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. And the Flying Dutchman is, like, part of, like, one of the rides or something. It's one of the cast. Yeah. I yeah. think that might be the only reason I know that exists. Yeah, I forgot about it. Also, the term Shanghai in general is kind of piratey. I went to the, when I was in Portland, I did a ghost, well, I just did a regular tour, but the tour guide talked about ghosts most of the time, which kind of annoyed me because I wasn't on the ghost tour, I was on the regular tour. <laughs> <laughs> which sounds weird coming from me but like, yes um i wanted to like learn more about the history and stuff not just talk about ghosts the whole time but she just talked about ghosts the whole time um but yeah i went to the portland shanghai tunnels as they're called they um they still have a box full of boots there's actually a picture of it on my instagram um they have a box of boots in the tunnels from back in the day because they would take your shoes when they drugged you and took you they would take your shoes so it's harder for you to escape that and the shoes are still in the in the tunnels today yeah so if you want to see a picture of that go to my instagram it's from like five years ago but i don't post on instagram that much so you won't <laughs> don't look that hard that much to find it well guys what is uh... i am not done yet you said you were no Oh. I said it's pop culture time. Okay, well then I like, will hold my question. Pop culture time, yeah. Scooby Doo, where are you? Nineteen sixty nine. Go away, ghost ship. Mm-hmm. That's the one where they dressed up the ship as a ghost ship and smuggled stuff, and they all dressed up as ghost pirates. I That's one of the OG f- episodes. I have I it on DVD. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm gonna say I have so such a fond memory of that episode, and it's like Redbeard, really old. Yep. Uh, SpongeBob, as we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. The Flying Dutchman in SpongeBob refers to both the captain and the ship. Mm-hmm. The captain is never referred to as anything else. Stu also pointed out that. SpongeBob and Pirates of the Caribbean are the only two instances he could think of where the Flying Dutchman could like exist underwater, and so therefore they were the same Flying Dutchman. <laughs> I mean, I guess like when you phrase it like that, like you're not inherently wrong. Damn it, Stu. <laughs> I also just have a soft spot for the guy who plays Davy Jones in Pirates of the Caribbean, so. What is that? 
Bill Nye. It's oh, um yeah. Yeah. Sean's dad and Sean of the Dead. The Van Gogh guy from the Van Gogh episode of Doctor Who that makes me cry all the time. Wait, that's Bill Nye. Yeah, the guy from the museum. Not the guy from the museum. No, the curator. The... Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I was like thinking real hard. Like I just watched half the episode. That's like no. such a good episode it's a... though. That episode makes me cry every time. How much of that? I watched the museum scene and then like an extra 15 minutes because I was like, eh. Um, and I was like, Fango is not pirate. No. Curator. Pirate. Pirate. Bill uh, Nye is also in Love Actually that I made you watch, Sanjay. Yeah, yeah no, that movie slapped. I love that movie. It's so fucking cute. It's way better than a 2020 gay Christmas movie. That movie fucking sucked. I hate that movie so much. Um, okay. So Spongebob. The Flying Dutchman was mentioned on pretty early on in the first season, Squidward the Unfriendly Ghost. But he doesn't actually appear until Scaredy Pants, which is like the first Halloween episode where Patrick shaves Spongebob (laughs) and exposes his brain. Mm-hmm. And the Flying Dutchman is scared of Spongebob's brain and he runs away. But he just came out in the first place to say that it hurt his feelings that everybody dressed up as him to be scary. Uh, but, like I said, we all know that Shanghai is his best appearance. The Fly of Despair. A dining sock. Oh, yeah. The That's... perfume department. Yes, we have to go through the perfume department. The perfume department. department. <laughs> you're good you're good you're good don't worry captain we'll buff out the scratches later i say that every time i back up pretty much (laughs) oh it's such a good episode and the fact that squidward finally at the end of the episode gets through the fly of despair and then they just wish him right back to the ship again (laughs) oh And I can't remember, I know that the ending that they, like, aired on TV is the dumb one, but I can't remember what the other two are off the top of my head. But, like, have you seen all the alternate endings? No. There's alternate endings where, like, they do each other's wishes. So there's, like, two or three alternate endings. Holy shit. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. 1967, Spider-Man cartoon. Mysterio uses the legend of the Flying Dutchman to scare people. I fucking hate Mysterio. I really do. Let me tell you. I mean, Let me tell you. How? Do you mean like, because I hate Mysterio, but it's like, if I saw Jake Gyllenhaal on the street, I'd be like, fuck you for hurting Spider-Man. Like, that's how I feel about him. Is um, that how you feel? <laughs> also, okay. Yes, kind of. Okay, I'd only watched Far From Home for the first time, what, like a month ago? And... Stu was doing that thing where he was like, "Are you hearing ghosts again? What are you doing? You're hearing. He's hearing ghosts again. Okay." It sounds like someone's like shuffling snow in front of my house, but there's no snow. You brought a ghost home with you. Like you heard that, right? Yeah. Is like one of the cats doing something weird? No, because it's coming from like the window area. And the cats are all, like, in the living room. It sounds like a ghost. 
I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go lie. get Pico just to make sure that it's not her. Um, okay. This is really good audio. Yep. <laughs> we'll come back to my Mysterio rant. It's fine. Were you being shitty? It was you. It was you. Uh, I'm back. Pico, say hi. <laughs> yeah, so fuck Mysterio. Okay. Stu is like, I'm not gonna tell you anything because you have the pleasure of watching this for the first time and experiencing it, right? Without mm. knowing anything about it. But in the very first the very first fight where you see Mysterio come and defeat the monster, I was like, mm, this guy is too good to be true. He's a fuck-faced, isn't he? He's too good to be a good guy. He is staged- this whole thing is staged to make him look good, isn't it? And Stu's like, no. No. And then, of course, that's exactly what happened. And I'm like, motherfucker! But also, ever since I watched Night Stalker, I... Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. I have not been able to look at Jake Hall the same ever again. I fucking hated that movie. That was such a bad movie. Is Jake Jill in that? Yeah, he's the main character. That's like the newish one, right? Where he's like the reporter who mm-hmm. is like trying to find a hot true crime breaking story and ends up being a real piece of shit. I mean, yeah, you're looking for like gross stuff to happen like actively. It's yeah, not a, I hate, a good thing. I hated. I saw that movie in the theaters because the trailers made it look really good, and then I saw it and I was like, "What the fuck am I watching? Why am I still here? I'm only here because I paid too much money to be here." Partly Jake Gyllenhaal, partly because Mysterio is he's a good bad guy. He hurt Spider Man. Um, no, that yeah. hurt Spider Man is someone that I'm gonna like. So I fucking he hate Jake Gyllenhaal. And doxed Spider Man. That's true. Also, if you, mm, yeah, that's a, there's layers to how terrible this dude was. If you haven't watched Spider-Man Far From Home, do it. Good movie. Yeah, I guess I just heard, I conveniently blacked out how that movie ends. (laughs) Uh, Whoops. You missed out. There's a, there's a spoiler. There's a little bit of Yeah, I remember that now. I remember that now. I just blacked it out, you know. (laughs) Um, I'm also okay. not killing my cat. Listeners, um, we're playing and she's squeaking because she wants to bite my hand. So, yeah. Good. She's so much bigger already. Yeah, I know, right? Sucks. Like, she's still tiny, but she's mm-hmm. not as tiny as she was. Uh, One Piece. There's Fishman. Have you, did you watch One Piece? I've watched a couple hundred episodes of One Piece. Which means okay. that I'm like six hundred behind. <laughs> There's uh, Fishman Vanderdecken, who is a descendant of the original Captain Vanderdecken, and he is the current captain of the Flying Dutchman. I have not seen hardly any of One Piece, so there's that. Also, the Flying Dutchman is in an episode of Soul Eater. Uh, they like what? to pull in. Yeah, they like to pull in like. You know, there's like the mob episode, there's the Egyptian curse episode, there's a Flying Dutchman episode. Nice. Uh, that that mango slapped. Yep. I love Soul Eater. That's, I love Soul Eater. 
two episodes of Twilight Zone and one episode of Night Gallery, all written by Rod Serling, based upon Flying Dutchman. And my last pop culture reference that I've got is the ghost ship episode of Supernatural. Where it's not the Flying Dutchman, but Sam is like, it's a ghost ship like the Flying Dutchman. Because, you know, Sam's a fucking nerd. Yes. You have, have not watched the show. Still not. Yeah. Um, Sorry yeah, for all that background noise. Uh, Pico found her first box. So, it was real cute. Okay. Now that's all the stuff I got. What's your favorite line from Pirates of the Caribbean? Mine? Singapore. Said it. The first movie? Or any movie? Any movie. Where do you... Okay, sorry. Kitten stuff. What's your favorite line for Pirates of the Caribbean franchise? I don't know. I like the recurring line of various people that just say, Bloody pirates. Ooh, bloody pirates good. Because... Uh some comedic relief. I also like when um, Barbosa still thinks that Elizabeth is Will's, or Bootstrap Bill's kid and he cuts her hand to get the blood and she's like, that's it? And he's just like, waste not! Uh, Tope, what's your favorite line? I already said it like ten minutes ago. Say it again. <laughs> you best start believing in ghost stories, Missy. <laughs> Because you're, you're in one. one. Yeah, you sound kind of like a 1920s reporter. Yeah. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> like the, like the uh, sure. narrator of Legend of Korra. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I miss when I had a really good 1920s reporter voice. It was like really good for like three months and then it... That's all uh, we got today. Yeah. But also, I love when Jack Sparrow is singing I've Got a Jar of Dirt. Because also that was improvised, and that's why everyone in the movie looks so confused. Good. He's great. I do, I mean, I will also say a line that I have used a lot in real life is, but why is the rum gone? Or that's the original, uh, I drink and I know things. I already said it, but obviously I just love how Calypso's name is said all the time. Just Calypso. Guys, thank you for listening to broadcast from the belfry please leave a like a subscribe the ratings help they fix the algorithm i don't know why it's broken but i always hear that it is so please do that things for us uh i forgot to say this but i'm drinking aviator gin deadpool gin nice <laughs> if you'd like to contact us you can reach us on facebook twitter or instagram by putting a broadcast from the belfry in the search bar or you can email us at broadcastfromthebelfry at gmail.com. We also have a link tree that has all that stuff below. So you can just do three clicks. Beam, bam, boom. You're there. Thank you to Marshall for making our intro super professional. And it makes me feel way more professional than we would otherwise. You can also reach him in the link tree links and descriptive below if you'd like to get some cool stuff from him. Thank you again to the Patreon followers that we have. We love you guys. Your money's not going to my burrito fund. It's going to George's college fund. You know, so she wants another degree. You know that I have to do whatever she says because 
she's the only person that can make me not go on land for 10 years. And I like land. I get motion sick. I can't be on the water for very long. So please keep contributing to our Patreon. We really appreciate it. We've got a lot of cool stuff out and a lot more cool stuff on the way. I miss the ocean every day. I like looking at it. I miss living next to it. I like, uh, I, I feel the same way about the ocean that I do about real tall people. Like, I don't want to be really, really close to you or interact with you for very long, but like, damn dude, look at that. Is there anything else you want to say, Georgia? I would like to take this moment to give a shout out to number one fan, Tyler. It's been a while. Yeah, shout out to Tyler. Yeah, you go with just all. He looked like a metalcore vocalist earlier this week, and it was the coolest thing. Just he's so fucking handsome. Look at him. <laughs> okay, well, before I say anything more, Pico, do you have anything to say? She's biting my hand. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think she has her mouth full. Nope, she's playing with her tail now. Well, what do we say to the kind listeners of the seven seas that have pieces of eight? There are nine of them. Ten. Thanks for listening, and stay spooky. Nautical sluts, yarg. Can you say yarg, Pico? <laughs>